spite, not too spite. Baruch Hashem. Let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Ches. Today is Daf Tes. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf Get to today. And um, so, what did we learn yesterday? So, the uh, we saw the opinion that uh, Rabbi Yechonon says that if you want a sukkah that's round to be a kosher sukkah, if twenty-four people can fit in the circle of the sukkah, then you know that your sukkah is big enough. And uh, it'll be kosher. That's what the Mishnah, that's what Rabbi Yechonon taught this halacha. And, um, and we said that the explanation is, is because it's going with the opinion of Rabbi, of Rabbi who says that a sukkah needs to be at least four dalit al dalit, four by four. Four amas by four amas. So the question the Gemara says is, is, okay, first of all, how much space does a person need to sit down? Okay? So he said, people take up basically an ama, one ama for their seat. Okay, all right. So sitting around, we're talking about measuring twenty-four amas. Twenty-four amas—that's huge. If you want to make, uh, we know that halacha is uh, not halacha. The mitzias is the the fact of the matter is, is that if you have a circumference of um, whatever your circumference is, divide that by three, and that's what your diameter is. So therefore, all I need to go four amas across is 12 around, because 12 around gives me four across, and then I'll be four across, and every, you know, it'll be four by four. What's the problem? So the Gemara says, yeah, 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 excuse me, that's not going to work, because we need the, after all, uh, that's not going to be enough, because that's when you're in circle, but when you're a square, a four by four square has more air space, has more area. So you can't be in a 12 and 12 uh, circumference. So the, a 12 circumference. So the person says, okay, so let's make it 16. A 16 circumference should certainly suffice. That should be big enough. So the person says, you're right, but you're wrong. You're right that if you make a circle that's 16, it will have the area, but it's not good enough. What it needs to do is that circle needs to contain the dalit al dalit within it. So if it needs to contain the dalit al dalit within it, so then it's going to need, um, then it's going to need to be even bigger because it has to swallow up the corners because the corners would be sticking out from the square, um, even though it's the same area as the circle. So the bottom line is the Kumar says, okay, fine. Let's assume that that's the case over here. So you put this, you you, you have the uh, the square, the circle around the square. Still, how much bigger? Is um, is uh, the uh, so so again? First, we said how much bigger is a square than a circle? It's a quarter. So instead of twelve, it needs to be sixteen. Fine, but the question is, is that uh, if it needs to swallow it, so then the da- let's just look at the diagonal. What's the diagonal? The diagonal of we know that that for every ama um, on the on a side. It's di- of a square. The diagonal is going to be one and two fifths. So, if you do the math, four. Um, so you do two fifths times four. So two times four is eight. Eight fifths. So that's another one. That's five. And um, uh, with five and three fifths, you do five and three fifths times three, which will give you your circumference. And basically. All you need for the whole round is 16 and 4 fifths. You don't need any more than that. So that's the question. Oh, so the Gemara explains, you're right, 
but it was light duck. You know, sometimes we just uh, we round it up. Sigmar says, round it up works when you're like within range, when you're nearby. We said that you need 24 people around, and all you need is a circumference of just under 17. That's, that's way, way off. So the commerce says, okay. We went back to square one. We said, okay, let's look at, let's, let, maybe, maybe some of our assumptions were incorrect. We thought that each person takes up how much and how much. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe people are skinnier than you think. Okay. Um, okay. Um, this is, uh, okay. And if you do that, so then it, three people will fit in two amas. Okay. Three people in two amas. Basically, what? Two people in three, no? No. Three people in two amas. I did. Every two amas fits three people. Okay. So basically, people people can people can sit in let's say two thirds of an ama, and then and that and then and then you can fit three people in that in that in that space where there's only two amas. So now let's just figure out our dimensions over here. If that's the case, so then when you have twenty four people around. That's so I so I so the way I do the math is is simple. You divide it by three, that's eight, yes. and then multiply it by two, because for every right, so the, two thirds. Yeah. So so then what does that come out to? 15. It comes out to sixteen. So then your circumference is sixteen. That's beautiful, except we just said that it needs to be sixteen and four fifths. <laughs> so Mar says, Okay, little duck, we're not being so accurate. We're being close close enough. So Mar says, close enough only works when you're over. Okay, they, we never say Lodak to be makel, to be smaller than you need, and you need to be able to swallow up the corners, which you're not going to be able to do. That assumes everybody's the same size? We're saying on average, on yeah, average. Yeah. We do, we do. Between the 24 people, they basically, that's what we're assuming. Anyway, the Gemara says, we're still back to square one, so he says, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. You're right, we're measuring people, 24 people around. People really do take up an ama, but the mistake is, is that we thought that we were sitting them around in the circle inside, and the, the 24 people sitting on the inside, that's not true. We're talking about 24 people sitting on the outside, and therefore, if the 24 people would be inside, that would be eight across. But now we're doing it on the inside, so instead of eight across, he's subtracting the two amas, so it's only six across. Six across, six times three is 18 circumference, and that's all really what it is. So if it's 24 on the outside, the circle inside is going to be 18, and that is exactly, well, it's a little over. Really, all you need is 16 and four-fifths, but here's a low duck, and this is already a low duck that's close, close enough, and that's good, and that's what the Gemara answers. That's the first Mahalach. Came along the second, which is the rabbis of Caesarea, um, or the judges of Caesarea, and they said that if you have a circle within a square, so that's a quarter, that's less a quarter. And if you have a square uh, within a circle, that's going to be half. Okay? And the Gemara says, I don't know what you're talking about, it's not half. A, circle, a square within a circle is, I understand, it's a lot less than the circle, more than, you know, it, there's more, when you have a, squ- a circle within a square, the circle that's within the square is a lot closer to the square than the square that's inside. That might be the case, but the bottom line is, is that um, the square inside is still um, not half of that circle. Um, anyway, bottom line is, so they reject, the Gemara at least rejected the, the Rabbanon of Caesarea's 
Pshita. Um, of course, this, I mean, I mentioned yesterday that Tosfos um, offers other explanations um, to explain what they were thinking, what they were saying. Um, when we talk about half, you could say that the inner square is really half of the outer square, which is true. Um, and he shows that in the Tosfos, those are all those diagrams in Tosfos, very fascinating. If you have interest in geometry, it's uh, amazing. These are one of my favorite toasts to, to teach geometry. Okay. Brings us to the next topic, which is um, we saw Rabbi uh, Levi saying in the name of Mayor, if you have two sukkahs of a potter's, a potter, a potter has, a, has a set up shop. And he has his front area, which is where he's selling his pots, his, uh, his earthenware. And then he has his private residence, uh, residence inside. And it's built in a hut form. So it has walls and it has a thatched roof that's a, basically made out of kosher schach. So the potter is, um, um, so the halacha is, is that the, there, you know, so one's the inner room where it, it, people are not invited, and then the other one is where he sells his wares. It's the front area. So the halacha is is that the inner one is not acceptable as a kosher sukkah, um, but the outer one is. The inner one requires a mezuzah. The outer one does not. And um, and uh, I mentioned yesterday, the Rashi explains that basically the issue is, and even though technically. All the dimensions of the sukkah are met in his private domain over here. But the idea of sukkahs, the concept of sukkahs, is to leave your home and go to your sukkah. So what's the person to do if he lives in a sukkah? What's he to do? Okay, That's his home all year long. That's not a kosher sukkah. A sukkah that you live in all year long is not a sukkah. Okay? You need to go out of your dwell, regular dwelling place to go into a temporary dwelling place. So that's why it's, that's the problem here, even though it technically fulfills all the requirements that you would need normally, but except the problem is that it's your regular home. Anyway, bottom line is, that's why it's also Chayven Mezuzah, and the outer one is not, not really his dwelling place, and therefore it can suffice as a sukkah. And the question the Gemara wanted to know is that why is it that the outer one does not need a mezuzah? Why isn't that considered the base shar, which is the entryway to his house? And normally the halacha is, even though that may not be your house, it's mezuzah pesach, but it also says uvisha arecha, you need to put it on your entryway to your house. So the answer the Gemara says is that that's only true by a proper house, that it's worthy of having a base shar. But over here, where your house is, is a temporary structure in the first place, <laughs> So that's, it's enough that he gets a mezuzah, and we're not going to go so far as to say that the entryway to it is a beishar. Beishar is only for something that's like really proper, that's kavua, and this is not, the whole situation is not kavua. Took us to the next point, which is, we talked about uh, four sukkahs, and we expanded it to eight sukkahs that we said are acceptable as kosher sukkahs. And the first group is a sukkah of a Gentile, sukkahs goyim, sukkahs nashim, Sukkas Behema and Sukkas Kutim, Samaritan Sukkah. Again, the Gemara is assuming that the Samaritans, 
as we know, there was the changed time in history. At some point in time, we came to the conclusion that they're not Jewish. Okay? Um, at one point, we thought that they were Jewish, and this is assuming that they're not. So anyway, bottom line is, all those sukkahs are a considered accept- acceptable sukkahs if it's properly, uh, the schach is proper. Definition of proper schach, we said in the Gemara, is that it, it was put l'shem tzel, for the purpose of shade. That's all we need. Not l'shem mitzvah, according to this. And that's good enough. And then it says it's a sukkah mikol makom, which means that there's other cases that's also a sukkah. And that's the sukkah, the group called sukkahs rakvash. Rakvash stands for sukkahs roim, sukkahs kayatzim. Roim is the shepherd's hut. A kayatzim is the people who are watching the figs dry, the, the fig dryer's hut. And then, you know, when they dry in the sun, and then there comes the uh, bays is the Borgenen, which are basically the sentries who are standing outside the city. They live in these huts, uh, making sure that the, no bad guys are showing up, you know, asking for ID, making sure they're not, you know, no Mishulachim in town or something like that. Whatever it is that the Borgenen are in charge of. And, um, and the last one is the Shin, which is the Shomre Peros, the people who are watching the fruit. Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. So I worked in uh, Iran for a year <clears throat> in, the <clears throat> in the Persian Gulf. So it was very hot there, like 118 degrees. So they built these, the people there built these, because the homes were very hot. So they would build a hut outside with four poles um, and then had cross things on the top. And they laid uh, palm fronds across mm-hmm. the top. And they also attached palm fronds all the way That's around. The so you got some flow, but you got also shade. So when I saw that, it was like, wow, this is a very authentic sukkah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't built by Jews, but it was oh, right. like three real, real thing. So they actually, that, and that's what they do. That's what they use. Just to get some shade and a little relief. Surrounding the home? No, no, no it's outside. 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 Like in the field. Like a sukkah. Yeah. It was basically a sukkah. It was, it was a sukkah. Yeah. It was a sukkah. But, but the palm fronds are on the outside, allowed air to flow through also. Wow. There you go. So that falls under sukkah's goyim. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So it's all on the list. Anyway, bottom line is, the question is, there's two, there's two sources. One source talks primarily about the first group, and the other source talks primarily about the second group. And the dispute the Gemara says is what is considered more likely to be acceptable and which one is more likely to be not acceptable, but it's also okay. So the first take is that the, the, the first group of the Sukkot Goyim, Nashim, Behema, and Kutim is, since that's more of a permanent structure, it makes more sense that that would be more acceptable. And we're saying, but not only that, even the very temporary structures of the people, the people who are guarding those huts, which are much more perfunctory, they're more of a ramshackle type of situation. It's built, you know, in a few minutes. You know, it's not like a very permanent thing. Even that's acceptable. The other opinion is, is that that's the one that's more primarily likely to be acceptable, and that's because the sukkah, those sukkahs are built by people who are bnei chiyuva. It's a Jew who is a shepherd who made a hut for himself. To protect himself, but so it's a ben bar chiyuva, and that, that's all those people in the second group are people who are obligated, as opposed to all the people in the first group are people who are not not obligated, and that's why we said that's why the first group is more primary than the second group. Anyway, bottom line is, in either way, we basically are saying that all those groups are acceptable, and that is the view of yesterday's daf.
which takes us to today.